Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V-Auto podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto, and I'll be your host for today's episode. My guest for today's episode is V-Auto founder and Cox Automotive Executive Vice President, Dale Pollack. Dale, welcome to the podcast. Good to be with you, Lance. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, I asked Dale to join uh, the podcast today as a follow-up to a conversation we had last week. Then we were talking about the used vehicle market and how there are some emerging signs that the high flying dynamics of the wholesale and retail sides of the business might be cooling off at least a little. So I'd like to use the conversation with Dale today to discuss the wholesale and retail trends and what they suggest dealers should do from a used vehicle investment management perspective. And Dale, perhaps the best place to start might be the wholesale market. Uh, so if you don't mind, tell us what you've been seeing and hearing from your discussion with Cox Automotive analysts and dealers about the wholesale market. Sure. And just to make a point of reference, today is Monday, May 3rd. Yes. And we are definitely in a very dynamic market. So things can and will likely change from week to week, if not day to day, but at least as we see the world as of today, it appears to us, Lance, that the wholesale market, or at least the rate of acceleration of prices in the wholesale market, we believe has peaked. Having said that, from past uh, trends, what we think is likely to happen from this point forward is perhaps for the next four to six weeks, it is very likely that wholesale prices will continue to float a bit higher, albeit at a lesser rate of acceleration, mm -hmm. at which point if, if past seasonal trends uh, hold true this year, we think that four to six weeks from now, we're likely to see a plateau of wholesale prices. And we think that that plateau will remain at a very high elevated level but it will um, not continue to rise appreciably, if at all, as we go into the traditional summer months of the season. Does that mean then, Dale, that a, 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 metric, a wholesale metric or valuation metric a dealer might use, like MMR, that in four to six weeks, it'll still be high, but maybe we won't see 105% MMR or those sorts of above 100% numbers we've seen recently. That's directionally correct. I think it's fair to say for the past couple of weeks, we've seen the MMR retention in the mid 103% range, perhaps around 103.5, mm -hmm. give or take a, a tenth or point or two, which essentially means that in the last couple of weeks, the wholesale market has been about three and a half percent higher than it has over, let's say the past 45 days. So if our prediction holds true, what we would expect is that MMR retention over the coming four to six weeks would decline. And I think that that will be an indicator as to whether our prediction is, is, holding, uh, is holding to reality. And if I'm also understanding what you described, Dale, if I'm a dealer or a manager buying cars in the wholesale market, I'm not going to see any kind of relief per se in, in the sense that the cars uh, are less or that values are really declining. 
they'll still be high, but it's just not going to be rising the way they have been. Correct. I don't think it's reasonable to expect that you would see relief in terms of the high dollars that you're paying for vehicles. However, if there is relief to be found, it might be that retail prices uh, will have caught up and at some point, perhaps later in the year, uh, might have uh, not only caught up, but exceeded uh, wholesale prices in some segments where strangely wholesale prices have been higher than retail prices. Okay. Okay. Well, you touched on retail there, Dale. Um, What are we seeing on the retail side right now? Similar to what we believe to be the case on the wholesale side, we believe that we have seen the, the maximum rate of acceleration of wholesale demand in the past uh, couple of months, largely March and April. Um, what we saw during those months was the bulk of the uh, seasonal tax refunds being issued. And we also saw uh, another, I believe it to be the third round of government stimulus checks get issued. Now, to be clear, there's still a lot of excess household spending over over what we would normally expect to be the case, or household savings, I should say, over what we would normally expect to be the case. So, so there's still a lot of money sloshing around in the economy, mm-hmm. and particularly in people's household savings. So we believe that uh, demand will, like wholesale prices, remain at a escalated high level, or excuse me, a high level over the balance of the year. But the rapid rate of acceleration of demand that we all experienced in March and April, we think is is largely behind us. So what are we, uh, uh, shifting to what this might mean for dealers, Dale, if the rate of appreciation of wholesale values seems to be leveling off, and similarly, the rate of appreciation of retail demand is leveling off, from an operational perspective, um, what are your suggestions to help dealers manage their way through this next phase of the market? Well, historically, as many of our listeners are aware, I've been a very strong advocate for a dealer not to stock more vehicles, used vehicles, than they're selling in the past rolling 30-day period. Mm-hmm. However, in in late February, early March, realizing that we are experiencing a rapidly accelerating wholesale market, I altered the recommendation to say under these very extraordinary conditions, I think it's okay to stock cars ahead of your rolling 30-day sales. Um, And in some cases, uh, dealers did that and realized big gains because they purchased many cars early in the escalation cycle and they only got more expensive in later weeks, and they were able to retail those vehicles for large gross profits. Now, realizing or at least believing that we're in the late stage of that cycle of rapid acceleration of both wholesale and demand, I think it's now time to moderate the, uh, the strategy of stocking ahead of the rolling 30 days. I don't necessarily believe at this moment we need to go back to the otherwise prudent discipline of not stocking more than you're selling in the rolling 30 days. But if you were one of those dealers that said, I'll go out and buy all the cars I can today in anticipation of a higher wholesale market tomorrow, um, I would say, let's pull that back a little bit. Uh, maybe instead of stocking 100 to 150% of your rolling 30-day sales, 
maybe it's time to stock, you know, 50% uh, or 100% at most, because what you don't want to experience is to buy a lot of cars now, which might be at or near the top of the wholesale market mm-hmm. and find yourself in possession of those vehicles in July when demand may have moderated. So I think it's time to begin to ease off, uh, turn down the flame, so to speak, on that um, strategy of stocking ahead of your retail 30-day sales. Now, Dale, if, what if I'm a dealer where that seems like it would have been a, a great situation where I, I felt like I could stock ahead, but perhaps I really haven't. Maybe I've, I've struggled you know, to justify paying the money at the auction for the cars or for whatever reason, I'm not that person. And maybe I am closer to a 30 day uh, supply or perhaps even less. It, it, what's the what's the forecast for me in that situation? I would definitely recommend being no less than a 30 day supply and under these current conditions, maybe even a bit more, but it's mm-hmm. certainly not the time to go out and try and make up lost ground in terms of trying to do something today that you might have done uh, 30, 45, 60 days ago. It's definitely not the time to do that. We're just too late in the cycle of, of rapid acceleration. Um, so, so at this point, if we missed that opportunity in the past, we missed it, uh, but we shouldn't try and go back and capture it now just because we missed it then. And perhaps a blessing if I am that dealer would be that if and when the market changes, I'm not at risk of suffering because I just don't have an outsized supply of inventory for the current conditions when they reach that cooling point we talked about. Well, that's true, but I'm not really expecting a change or cooling point in any substantial respect, at least in the foreseeable future. I think if there is a change, it's going to be uh, minimal. It's going to be uh, moving to a plateau and a high plateau rather than uh, some sort of rapid or unexpected uh, decline. Of course, you know, unexpected things are unexpected because they're unexpected and sometimes stuff happens, but there's nothing that uh, we can see on the horizon today that would suggest that uh, wholesale prices will have a precipitous decline, and for that matter, demand as well. So uh, I, I think it's it's a moderation uh, mm-hmm. approach. You, you mentioned a, a couple minutes ago, Dale, that um, you know, in a four to six weeks, or maybe a little longer, retail prices, you know, might catch up to to wholesale prices. I guess, could you give us a flavor of what you're seeing from a retail pricing perspective? Because it seems to me that this is an, it has been an environment where you can almost put any price on a car and get it. Right. It's been a confusing market for dealers and for consumers because quite frankly, none of us have experienced or very few, if any of us have experienced a such a rapid acceleration of wholesale prices. Um, so it, it has been disorienting. And for that reason, uh, dealers have been, had some success in executing what I might refer to as an explore and exploit strategy of pricing, where you just don't know how much you might get for a car. So you explore the market and ask a lot of money. And in some cases you get it. Um, but I think this is a manifestation of a very unusual market 
And as things begin to moderate and potentially plateau in the near future, I think that that explore and exploit strategy will become less effective. Now, what we do know is that retail prices typically lag wholesale prices in both mm-hmm. the upward and downward uh, direction, usually by about six weeks. However, what has happened, another reason it's been somewhat disorienting, is that wholesale prices over the past 60 days escalated so quickly that retail prices uh, did not rise at the same percentage rate. So mm-hmm. as, re- as wholesale prices begin to moderate, as we expect they will, uh, we think that the gap between wholesale and retail prices will uh, begin to close. And I think that that condition will bring a realization to dealers of something that they're more accustomed to in terms of looking like a quote unquote normal market. Does that mean or that, least, it, or at least the at least the more normal market? A more normal meaning where instead of increasing prices, we may be at a point where, over time, as a vehicle is in inventory, a price may need to go down. Correct, or or at least the explore and exploit strategy that I just spoke of won't uh, be as effective as it has in the past. A little more rational there, then. Exactly. Now, Dale, in this in, in this current environment, are there vehicles that, you know, from an investment standpoint, uh, it seems like perhaps dealers could do a better job managing given these these conditions. <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's there's just so many anomalies. Um, in, in the market right now. Um, I mean, for instance, one of those anomalies is that it's quite likely that what a pickup truck in the wholesale market will sell for in the wholesale market is more than it will retail for. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, one example of dealers being able to do perhaps a better job uh, managing inventory from an investment standpoint <clears throat> is, is, the, is the ability to recognize uh, those anomalous situations. And in some cases, that might mean price their vehicles higher. And in other cases, it might mean pricing those vehicles lower. Are the are we in, in that situation with the pickup truck where wholesale prices may well be higher than retail prices? Are we seeing dealers kind of maybe using a cost up approach and trying to get as much as they possibly, I guess that's the explore exploit idea that you mentioned before. Right. And and that may work in the market that we've experienced in the past. Uh, but it, it it you know when we when these prices, both wholesale prices and retail demand begin to normalize, uh, those experiences won't uh, come out the same in, in most cases. So what we advocate is that dealers take an investment-minded approach, an approach to pricing vehicles that actually optimizes the return on investment. And as strange as it might seem, optimizing a return on investment doesn't necessarily mean making the highest gross profit. It means balancing the gross profit that you make against the investment you have to put into a vehicle and the time that you have to hold that investment in that vehicle to make that amount of gross profit. So investment-minded management is definitely the most prudent money-making strategy in any market 
but particularly one that's quite confusing and, and very anomalous is the one we've experienced recently. As a maybe a final point, Dale, is it fair to say, given the high appreciation in the wholesale market, the cost dealers have to pay for vehicles they acquire there, that in fact, the most troubled investments right now would be those auction purchased vehicles. And those are the ones that the attention needs to be keen to from a pricing perspective and an investment pricing perspective. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but but what makes that um, prescription a little bit challenging for dealers to absorb is that they've had 60 days of experience where even though they've had to pay crazy high money at the auction, they've been able to retail them for crazy high money. I but see. as I said, in the environment of moderation, which I believe we're beginning now, um, that type of success won't be as common as it was in the past. So to, to that extent, those vehicles that we paid crazy big money for that we hold on to for the next 30, 45 days, those could very quickly become troubled investments. Very good. Well, Dale, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and, and get your perspective. Thank you for joining us today. It's my privilege. Thank you, Lance. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining this podcast. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.